This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Coming to a theater near you, here in my car. I feel safest of all. I can lock all my doors. It's the only way to live in cars. Oh, I just keep going. Boom, boom. Oh, there you go. Cars. So, hey. Welcome to Vegas. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. I was just jamming there. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last episode, our comedy of comedies the episode. comedy of comedies. The, the fallout was so hilarious. Honestly, I didn't really look at any of the comments, but I'm pretty sure that everyone agreed. Yep. And they all thought that we had the greatest answer. Unrelated note, I have turned off notifications and deleted all my social media. <laughs> mm. uh, totally unrelated. Yes. No. yes. no, it, it's interesting to see. Uh, you know, it's almost as if... Comedy is a subjective Weird, art form. Weird, right? Even on this show itself, Based right? We disagreed nerves. on oh, movies. Oh, we totally did. Yeah. But I will tell you this. After declaring the winner, after seeing some of the blowback, which happens on every yeah, bracket absolutely. we do. Well, we kind of do it on purpose. I went back and I said, you know, is did this, uh, spoiler alert, uh, did Dumb and Dumber really deserve to be the winner? No. And I went and watched it. And guys... Absolutely. If we were to do that bracket again, I really? would absolutely vote the same way again. It is hilarious, and I loved it, and I will okay. watch it again and but again. Most there. listeners disagree. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I like Kent, uh, by the way. Do you remember you how you hate straightforward comedies? Yeah. Okay. Just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there was a lot of people who said that they hated, but they admitted that this was hard. Yeah. And yeah, they no, said that they felt bad for us, and... and they still like our show. My wife had mentioned to me, I, she actually did a bracket at home, and she said, here's the thing. This can this bracket consists of movies I don't care about and movies I can't decide between. Okay. So she got to this point where she's like, I'm just done. I can't. These ones I don't care if they win or not. Right. These ones I can't decide between. So we're going to have a lot more brackets to come. But I think that may have been our most divisive, if I may say. Ever? Because com- comedy is so divisive. No. Ultimately, this whole situation was best summed up by KP Brown, who said, you are all horrible for eliminating my favorite movie. I hate you. Great episode. <laughs> that was that a quote sums by it up. The that's listen- like every bracket. The listener after every bracket show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We're talking about cars. Vroom, vroom, vroom. Boom. But this time we're talking about movie cars. Yeah, because yeah. this is a, shall we say, a spiritual successor to Bake and Sell episode 342, Cars. With Rachel and Adam. Yeah, with the Crumps. Yeah. We had a great time talking about real life cars with them last year, but we decided to go into the fictional area Indeed. this time and talk about cars from movies and TV shows. So we have a series of categories that are, are about fictional cars or real cars but used in movies yeah, and TV. Right. And we're going to be picking answers for each one of them with a little bit of history, a little bit of details. Yes. Play along at home, won't you? We'll be so fun. Our first category, we're going to look into the future. The future, Zach? The future. The best car from the future. Joel, <laughs> start us off. Here he comes. Here comes Speed, Speed Racer. Racer. He's a demon on wheels. My first. Oh, pick. that anime from 1967. Not that one. <laughs> and a Wachowski movie. The Future, 1965. Oh. Uh, no, I chose Mach, Mach 5, 5 from Speed Racer. Mm-hmm. He's jamming down the powerful Mach 5. Go, Speed uh, Racer, go. I love that song. But I love the song version by Sponge. I don't know if you guys yeah. ever heard that mm-hmm. version. It's fantastic. Anyway, the show synopsis of Speed Racer is young driver Speed Racer aspires to be the champion of, ra- of the racing world with the help of his family in a high-tech Mach 5 automobile. Speed. Uh, that, but... Now, 
I should clarify, the original series was back, animated series, mm-hmm. was back in 1967. Yeah. And, it, oh, I, let me visualize the car for you. This is like a very sleek looking, low riding, white racing car with a giant red M written on its hood. Unmistakable. Which, which stands for what, Kent? It actually stands for the last name, which is like Mitsune. Mifune? Mifune. How do you know? Is this one of your picks? Uh, later on down the list. Ah, but I'm it's a- not mock. Even though it's kind no. of become mock, which also means go. Yeah, uh, the car was built by Pops Racer, uh, Speed Racer's father. And it, even though it's called the Mach 5, it actually can't reach a mock speed. But hypersonic speed still. Mm, no, it's mock, really fast. It's, it's really fast. And it's weird because I don't know. In my mind, watching the movie, the 2008 movie directed by the Wachowskis. Underrated. This, I think so. Is that I, just accepted that it's good now? Can we say that? I don't know. Yes. Okay. Because I think it is an amazing Blu-ray or 4K tester. Amazing. Yeah, totally. Put that on and you've got so much fun happening on the yeah. screen. I also think the, the races were fantastic. But is it in the future or is it just an alternate reality? I'm not sure. Hmm. But I wanted to put this here because I wanted to put some love to this Mach 5 car because it is awesome. It and is awesome. Why do I think it's one of the coolest cars? Because it has buttons, like a, like almost like a PS4 paddle mm-hmm. on the wheel. It has buttons. Button. Oh, I'm going to go through all these buttons real quick. Oh wow. Okay. Button A is an auto jack. It lifts the car up or jumps it over something, like pushes up over something. Button B stands for belt tires, which is all terrain driving, which includes ice and like walls. Uh, button C is cutter blades. Knives come out or a blade comes out of the front and cuts through obstacles. Button D is a deflector. It's like a shielded cockpit that pops up. I should clarify, this is for the original 1967 because they kind of changed some of them in the movie. A little bit. Button E stands for evening, which is like special illumination. Mm -hmm. You can shine lights on stuff. You can see further uh, with your your goggles. It's like high beams. Yeah. But better. (laughs) But like for goggles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Button F is frogger mode, Uh which I think is hilarious. You go underwater for a half hour. And has a periscope. Mm -hmm. Periscope, as they call it, not periscope. And button G is a go-homing robot that sends out a flying robot to take pictures. And button H sends the robot home. Yeah. I'm playing my cards right now. This, the Mach 5, has won every single one of these categories. Really? Yeah. You think so? You love this car. I love this This is your car. ultimate car. I yeah, did not ultimate. know you were such a speed racer guy. I didn't, Honestly, the movie started, and now I've just kind of grown an appreciation for what this car can do. Huh. Yeah. Uh, one thing I... I want I, it so one bad. One fact I liked about this car is that it was... A, it was wasn't driven on pavement they really Mm -hmm. they really built this car it wasn't really racing but what they did is they suspended it in the air and hung it from a crane yeah and then drew the effects around it which i think is instead of being completely computer generated it's a real practical Mm -hmm. car uh but i think speed racer uh drove a beautiful car i'd love to have the mach 5 in my garage regardless whether it actually worked or not it just looks cool it does look so cool little white racing i love it look it up if you haven't we got great choice visuals for these kent the spinner from blade runner I need a flying car. If we're going to go a car from the future... Now describe the spinner, Kent. Okay, the spinner looks like every car except for basically the hood is cut out. It looks like a car version of a pod racer because you have like these two... (laughs) It also kind of looks like the little thing they they, uh, swim in, like the little submarine thing. No, truly. And actually, the Star Wars prequels took from Blade Runner, the reference, and they put actually these cars back to the future took from this movie as well. Granted, this movie didn't invent flying cars, but they actually took the style of car and put them here. And the style is the two front tires look like they're just kind of hanging there and they actually roll and they become propulsion. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the DeLorean and Back to the Future, which we will yes. be referencing a lot on this episode. Right. But can, can you describe Blade Runner? So Blade the Runner, the first one, there are two of these movies, but in the first one, a Blade Runner must pursue and terminate four replicants who stole a ship in space and have returned to Earth to find their creator. So basically, androids that look like humans. Yeah. And so there are these cops and the only people that have these kind of cars, the spinners on this planet are cops and wealthy people. 
And you're talking about the original uh, Blade Runner. I'm actually going more Ford? for K's in 2049. I oh. like the style a little bit more. And they show the car driving on land because the tires can roll back and it can also fly. Ken, are you talking about Ryan Gosling again on Bacon Sale? I am talking about Ryan Gosling. He uh, looks so good in this car. I, I still haven't seen this movie. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. You really should. Mm. Like, and I say beautiful in the sense of cinematic. Just, yeah. Wow. So in his car is called the the Peugeot 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 Peugeot, Peugeot Sound Peugeot Spinner Peugeot <laughs> yeah that's that's what I meant and once again this car style was used for the Fifth Element as well as the other movies I mentioned and in 2049 these cars can be armed with guns and missiles these are really kind of like helicopters of the future they're really just used for surveillance and for taking people into buildings that are really really high so why is it the best car from the future uh, because it flies it can drive and it can fly. Like, why not? It's the only car on my list that can fly. So I needed this. But my only worry, and there there is this huge digital dashboard with these cars. I do hope there's like lane detection and radar. So I'm not crashing into the other spinners because that's my worry about flying in a car. Every time I see flying cars in movies, I'm always like, what happens if it runs out of gas or power and just drops from the sky? Right. And they say they're electric. So yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But anyways, the spinner from Blade Runner. Uh, can I can I just throw a question out there for you mm-hmm. guys? Because you know you mentioned pod racers. Would we include that in? I would. Like, are we? Are we? Uh, we could actually close probably cars? save that if we do another show. Oh, so just vehicles in general? Yeah. Oh, just a general vehicle. Well, show. yeah, because I don't know if any of us chose motorcycles on the show. Right? I almost did. I didn't. Okay, Zach. What about you? I'm in the same wavelength as you, Kent. I was thinking about the future, and I think there's a lot of cool cars. I don't. I don't anticipate seeing this again but like the the lexus in minority report you know that's a that pretty, kept pretty coming cool to mind or Honestly, the or so the audi in irobot yep. but but those are yeah, just kind of like self-driving regular cars really but cool looking not, they're not, really close to reality yeah they're not future enough for me so right. i uh similar wavelength i did well go with corbin dallas's taxi in the fifth awesome element. i wanted a car that could fly and i i always found it was almost like a hot rod. It made mm-hmm. cool sounds, and I liked the way that it moved. And I also just thought it was—I mean, it was like a regular kind of beat-up car. Kind of reminded me of Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it was—it was so fun. The Fifth Element. In a colorful future, a cab driver unwittingly becomes the central figure in the search for a legendary cosmic weapon to keep evil and Mister Zorg at bay. Now, this is set in the 23rd century, and which Corbin yeah, Bruce Dallas, Willis, uh, uh, yeah, Miljojovic, <laughs> and. Uh, Gary Oldman is yes, the, yeah. the so I, I couldn't this remember movie. his name. And uh, it's it's just, uh, you know, everybody flies in their cars and it's no big deal. It's just how things have changed. Right. You, and there's traffic. You go through the McDonald's drive-thru and mm-hmm. you just fly. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it they do is, it pretty well. It, it's pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. The car itself is based on the drawing by a French comic book artist, Jean-Claude Miserable. Oh, feels uh, Published in summer. 1994 comic of Valerian and Laurine, The Circles of Power. Uh, when the director, Luc Besson, saw the uh, a sketch of the of the car he's like oh that's that's what i want change the design like mm. and, and if you look at a picture of it it's essentially just the taxi from from fifth element yeah so i i think it's a chase that they have in the taxi uh, is a really fun scene in the movie and uh yeah that's what i'd pick now we're gonna go best in a street race we have all of our street race cred here so kent tell me what you i pick. wanted to go last because i have an honorable mention that i'm just going to put out there you want first me to, i'll let you go last i'll go first will you go first i'll go first okay Zach, okay. Zach so starting. So, Zach, best in a street race. What did you pick? I, I I wanted to pick cars that I personally liked. Yeah. That, that not just maybe there are faster cars. You know, I could talk about a certain fast and furious franchise. Because are Zach, any of us going to mention the fast and furious franchise? Guy. I love car guys, but I'm not going to mention I, that franchise. Yeah. 
Well, I'm going to mention that franchise at some point today, okay. but not okay. My, mine comes from a movie in which a retired master car thief must come back to the industry and steal 50 cars <laughs> with his it. crew in one night to save his brother's life. Of course, I've picked Eleanor. Thank you. The 1967 GT500E from... This is why I wanted you to go first. Yes. yes. Oh. Gone in 60 seconds. Really, the car is the star. Yes. This is my... I don't want to like be vague about it. This is my second favorite movie car. I'm not going to talk about my favorite movie car on this list. What? But yeah, I, I couldn't find a category for it. I will next time. But this uh, this movie, you know, Gone in 60 Seconds is based off of a 1974 uh, car chase movie. That original movie had a Ford Mustang, a Mach 1, that they, you know, had a huge chase scene in, and it became this icon, Eleanor. Well, then when, you know, they wanted to reboot it, it's a Jerry Bruckheimer movie. They wanted to, you know, make it big and bombastic. They did make the car just a, a lot cooler. So they made it cooler by giving it 0 to 60 in 4.9 seconds instead of 6.5 seconds. Yes. So at the go, you're one of the fastest cars yes. out there. Uh, you also have a 428 cubic inch V8 engine and 355 horsepower. That's a lot to say. And 15 seconds for the quarter mile. I if you live you, your life that way. I love, <laughs> I love that you said that. Some of that's right, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> these the steps this, on these cars are kind of tough. This particular car, actually, it, I believe it had a 351 crate motor. But, um, <laughs> well, yeah, okay, you got to have a crate motor. It's come on. It's a different thing. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Why would you have a crate? Why would you not have a crate motor? What's funny is this is a car that actually d uh, doesn't exist. It was never manufactured, right? It's it hmm. is uh, the car itself is a 67 Thank Shelby GT500. Can you help? Help me visualize this car better. What color is it? It's gray Thank with you. black stripes. Ah, there we go. Now I know what car it is. Yes. Yeah. Did uh, you see John Wick? It's really similar to that car just a few years earlier. That was a horse, Kent. <laughs> John Wick rode a horse. It's like that, but with racing stripes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the This car was um, designed uh, by several different people, but mostly by a guy named Chip Foose. He essentially put some modern touches onto the car. Mm -hmm. um, so if you look at a, a 67 GT500 from the day versus Eleanor, there is a little bit of a difference and such that Eleanor has become its own character. It has its own life outside of the movie. For me, instantly identifiable to the point where from a long distance at a car show this past weekend, I saw a car and went, oh, that has an Eleanor body kit. Like I just, I just knew. It in of itself has become an icon. So it, where the original car was called the GT500, this one is called the GT500E for Eleanor. But why is it best in a street race? A lot of horsepower is modified, about 400 horsepower, which anymore is not that much. Even if Is you that because of the crate motor? Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the motor that it's came in. It's not cubit? It's a cubit. Yeah. That's cubit. in the Bible. <laughs> Um, I, what I appreciate about this car is uh, it has modern updates to it that do make it faster. Yeah. Um, now, Does it have NOS? It's got a go baby go button. And to the point where in the movie, they, they uh, rev it at such a, a high RPM and then hit the nitrous button that in real life, it would have blown up, which means that this car is literally indestructible. Nice. And even though but it, heavy. It, it gets crushed. Yeah. Oh, it's heavy. It's uh, heavy. All those old cars are. But uh, a lot of the body panels and hoods and things were replaced with fiberglass, so it did make it a little bit lighter. So, Zach, what, what kind of sound does it make as you're pulling up to the uh, start of the race line? Here comes my car. You ready? <laughs> okay, here we go. Because I chose an ugly car because I want to be underrated when I really? get to that line. Yeah. I want people to think, why is he even here? 
Is that his little brother's car? Because I chose the 2006 Subaru Impreza WRX from Baby, from Driver. Baby Driver. Yeah. Red WRX. I like that Zach knew the new movie before I didn't even say red because this is oh, a red. red. This it. is a red Subaru. It is not a pretty it's car It's not even whatsoever. an STI. It's just a WRX. Uh, it is a WRX yeah. STI oh, because STI. they souped it up for the M- movie. LMNOP. Gotcha. <laughs> so for this movie, they souped it up, right, just for this movie because there's your basic models and they're quick, but for this, they uh, added forged CP pistons, an Exidy Stage 1 clutch, OS Gaikin front differential, and Cusco rear limited slip oh, differential. Cusco. Oh, the limited slip differential. The Gaikin fronter was oh. my favorite. Now, now thing. Zach, you may hit 0 to 60 faster because I'm at 5.2 seconds, but I hit the quarter mile a little bit faster at 14.9. Wow. This is a very light car, and this is why I chose it. Mild Mustang was faster than that. <laughs> Ruby? Yeah. I remember Ruby. Oh, rest in peace. But I like this car, and I almost chose it for another category, obviously, but I wanted it to be here because I want a car that is underestimated, and I think that's what I'll do here. What? uh, This isn't a contest, but what do you think your car would go for at, like, an an auto auction? Oh, about $26,000. Yeah, probably. Well, in this this economy, maybe $34,000. Uh, Eleanor... This sounds like a contest, Zach. Yeah, Eleanor sold at auction for a million dollars, but you can have your own for only five hundred. Hundred thousand dollars if you can find a body. Hundred thousand going to cost you more. It's more than I make in a month. I just won your pink slip by beating you <laughs> in the race. All right, Joel, you're Joel. pulling up to the race line. What We're does your car sound like? So, uh, Zach's car is, if I may say, sexy. Yeah, it's oh yeah, lovely. Oh. Kent, your car is, may I say, practical, very, but less sexy. Oh, absolutely. I'm the ugly one here. You know you're not. You're beautiful. I'm pulling up in a 1963 Volkswagen Beetle because I'm driving Herbie the Love Bug. bug. Honestly, Joel won. (laughs) Herbie comes out of nowhere. And with those special effects. With underestimating, I'm telling you. How did he win the race backwards? (laughs) So if you don't know who Herbie is, the Love Bug synopsis is down on his luck race car driver, Jim Douglas, teams up with a little VW bug that has a mind of its own, not realizing Herbie's worth until a sneaky rival plots to steal him. Is there a reason why Herbie be as alive like was it like a, a uh, it racer a, got it struck a, by lightning no it was blood oath uh, no this <laughs> is back in 1969 disney was being quirky with their live action movies this yeah. has doug jones in it uh, buddy hackett it's a goofy Lindsay movie. lohan no not yet joking she was in it later yeah uh but this it's just it's a sentient semi-anthropomorphic volkswagen beetle uh-huh it's kind of a a, a white body with uh, red white and blue racing stripes unmistakable and the number 53 on the front lug- luggage compartment lid on is, the doors is that his maximum miles per hour <laughs> probably is <laughs> uh but herbie was the central figure of five r- movies a made for tv movie and a, and a television series mm-hmm. so you get people like uh, uh doug jones or Dean Jones driving this car, but you also get people like Lindsay Lohan, you mentioned yeah. Fully Loaded, Bruce Campbell drove right. it in the, in the TV show, I believe it was. But you got Herbie Rides Again, Herbie Goes to Monte Carlo, Herbie Goes Bananas. And it is such a silly movie, but Herbie knows what Herbie's doing. Yeah. So it's capable of driving itself and is a serious contender in most auto racing competitions. So I would pull up and you guys be like what what's he doing here and then the car would just take over i wouldn't have to do anything yeah no self-driving it would be pretty awesome but you would be like on a road trip you'd still win the race right yes but you'd do a full road trip across the nation like really quickly in a montage (laughs) solve a couple murders yeah and and then you beat us right at the line yeah uh which by the way fun fact about herbie Uh uh, in the movie they mentioned that uh, the they named the car herbie uh, the the mechanic does after his uncle Herb, who is a boxer, he, whose nose became shaped like a hood of a Volkswagen Beetle. Oh, okay. 
Oh, and to do the driving, this is revolutionary back in the 1969 time. <laughs> yeah, all right. They had a, uh, like sprockets and pulleys connected to a second steering column under the front seat, and they had someone sit just low enough where their head barely was above the dash. What? So they could drive it and make it look like it was driving by itself. Respect. I mean, down the road, they did obviously CGI. And, sure, and yeah. Rural control. Back then, there's a real driver driving that around. So Herbie the Love Great Bug, choice. I'm driving you in a street race. I really appreciate that choice. Thank you. I think you just won our cars. <laughs> my, spoiler all my picks are goofy. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to go with the best off-road vehicle. Kent, do you actually want to start this one? Yeah. Okay. In, <laughs> in a post-apocalyptic wasteland, a woman rebels against a tyrannical ruler in search of her homeland with the aid of a group of female prisoners, a psychotic worshiper, and a drifter oh, named tangled. Max. Yeah, it's Tingled, yes. Eugene. No, uh, yeah, and it's uh, Maximus is the ride that yeah. they take. No, my off-road vehicle is the Giga Horse. Yes. <laughs> I, I wanted to use the Giga Horse. I think that's a great Explain choice. Explain the Giga Horse. Okay. From so what movie? It's from Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. So this vehicle, just picture like basically monster truck tires that are just lifted beyond measure. Yeah. And yeah. then you have... Two, two Cadillacs. Cadillac Coupes sitting on top of each other. And these are 1959 Cadillac Coupe de Ville's just basically melded together. And this is a Morton Joe who is the villain. This is basically because he's like the king of this land. The Cadillac is meant to represent that. This is his grand vehicle. Obviously, it's armed to the teeth. There's windshields on, on both the bottom and the top. And what uh, kind of off-roading are you doing? Basically, nothing could stop me. I can go over any terrain. And you can chase people. In the desert? Why are you chasing people in the desert? <laughs> no, I didn't say I will. I said you can. <laughs> you will. <laughs> but this this vehicle is anything but mediocre. So this has 1,200 horsepower. Maximum speed is only 125. But if you're off-roading, you don't want to go too fast. So I'd probably stop at about 117 or something like that. But yeah, there's a plow on this thing as well. It is just souped up. And there's room for your friends. You could carpool. In Moab, you could do Moab just by like barely oh, yeah. even getting into second gear. So if you guys want to go for a road trip, it gets about 1.7 miles per gallon. So wow. sorry about that. Wait, With, it, okay. gasoline no, is very not. valuable in that world. <laughs> I, I just made up that step, but it feels right based on this vehicle. Anyways, totally ridiculous. If you don't know what this looks like, just picture the poster of, of everyone chasing Mad Max or go look this up on Google and nah, you'll see the big vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Scary. Anyway, Zach, what do you got? You think that's ridiculous? Yeah. Um, but does it obey the laws of physics? Yes, it does. Because my car doesn't. <laughs> so we talked about best off-road vehicle. Right. Mm -hmm. Which, what comes to your mind when you think off-road? Off like a Jeep. Like a Jeep. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. like that. Big You're going tires. out of the dirt, mm -hmm. maybe. You yeah. know, maybe mm -hmm. a little mud. Yeah. What about the sky? What about... Oh, you're literally going off-road. What about... this? Is the sky off-road? <laughs> yes, what about is. dropping out of an airplane from the sky onto the ground with a parachute? That's right. We're going Furious 7. Wow. Wow. Furious 7, Dom Toretto's 1970 Dodge Charger, but the 4x4 version. Because really, he drives a, a 70 Dodge Wait, Charger. Wait, so are you just going to be flying with a parachute? In every game. Why don't you just he go flies. full Furious 9 with the, the space to Furious. Well, no, i yeah. got to have one of the Chargers. Okay. So they went Dom. to space? <laughs> they went to space. Dom Toretto's signature car. Um, it it drops out of the sky in a, a you know a, a big carrier plane, um, and it's got these <laughs> enormous four by four wheels. It's got a couple extra wheels in, in the extra tires in the back because mm -hmm. it's a Baja truck. But what so color is it? It's black. Of okay, it's black. That helps. That the color helps car really helps. The, 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 seriously, the black okay. one that Dom drives. Thank you. But it, it's yours just, is black too, right? No, it's, it's more green and gray. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so this this beefed up uh, version of a 
big muscle car. It has no business being on, mm-hmm. on the off-road. However, they essentially turn it into what they call a trophy truck. Yeah. Um, and Furious 7, terrible description here. Derek Shaw seeks revenge against Dominic Toretto and his family for the comatose brother. I... I <laughs> What? I don't they know. know how to sell it on IMDb. It's, it's it sounds like 7. a Lifetime movie. It's Furious 7, but it is the plane drop scene in which uh, Dom and the gang, they drop out of, of an airplane. It's ludicrous. Uh, oh, he's literally ludicrous yeah, yeah, is yeah. in it. Ludicrous is in the only, I believe, he's in the only other like off-road capable vehicle. He's yeah. in a Jeep. Mm-hmm. But uh, you've got, there's a, 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 of course, the Charger drops out. There is, I, I believe... I believe Brian is in a Subaru Impreza. Okay. Uh, there's a, great, a Challenger and a Camaro and like all these all these cars where you're like, okay, but they really go all out with the the Charger. It looks really cool. Yeah. And I like it is legitimately from so the So you're of making it, an entrance. Yeah. It, I'm like veering off of the, the main highway yeah. and you're dropping from the sky. But it is built in the way of, of what I said, like a trophy truck yeah. that are designed to run the Baja 1000, 1000 miles of desert. Um, it's built that way. And that is, you know, a, a trophy truck is the ultimate off-road vehicle. And this is a cool version of that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to take Dom Toretto's 70 Charger from Furious 7. Love it. I could have honestly put picked uh, one of his his chargers on any of these categories, but this is the one we're going with. Nice. R- right, Joel? Yes. Gentlemen, when you hear the name Ian Fleming, what do you think of? James Bond. What car-wise, what do you think of? Aston. Well, I know the answer, because I think it's a great answer. 1964 Aston Martin DB5. I think it's from a book he wrote. I think you may be right, Kent, because you were pretty grounded. Mm-hmm. Zach was in the air momentarily. I'm in the air all the time, because I'm driving chitty chitty bang bang. Oh, that's right. Ian Fleming wrote James Bond novels, but he also wrote Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Actually, Chitty, he Chitty, had Bang, a heart attack in 1961. And he decided to, to write this children's novel based on all the stories he oh, told. Oh, it was in the, the 60s. Kids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but the movie was set before that. Yeah, time, okay. Of course. And so they have this car. Well, okay, I'll just read the synopsis here of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That was the witch doctor. No, it's not. It's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. It's Oh, you pretty Chitty Bang Bang. It's love you. No lyrics. Okay, so here's the show synopsis. A down on his luck inventor turns a broken down Grand Prix car into a fancy vehicle for his children, and they go off on a magical fantasy adventure to save their grandfather in a far off land. And this had Dick Van Dyke and Sally and Howes um, and a bunch of other people. But this is a pre-war. This has a pre-war Mercedes chassis with a six-cylinder Maybach military aeronautical engine that was typically fitted to Zeppelins. To help you other people out there, uh, it's silver and red mm-hmm. with like red striped wings that pop out. The second those wings flail or there's a hole in one of them, mm-hmm. you're grounded forever. That thing will not be able to drive in the sand. This car is also semi-sentient. I think that's a theme of my cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, it has a mind of its own in that way. Uh, there were eight cars produced for the film. Yeah. Because they needed to have them in different situations, like one flying, one one as a boat, mm-hmm. one, one driving. Um, and by the way, the version built for the stage production holds the record for the most expensive stage prop ever used. Wow. I don't think that's the Hale Center Theater one. I think no, that's probably but they actually do one. let it float on that one. It's pretty cool, yeah, though. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, so this was uh, uh, a junker car that was restored by Caractacus. Car- yes. I can never say it. Caractacus popped. And he restored it over the period of three months. And then he said, quote, certain modifications, certain changes had, so to speak, taken place all by themselves during the night when I wasn't there. Certain, what shall I say, rather revolutionary and extraordinary adaptations. So, yes, this car can fly. It's part it Zeppelin, can right? float. It's a hovercraft. Yeah. It can save you from a, a, the rising tide when you're on a sandbar. 
This car is fun. It's fast. And I think it'd be great for off-roading, which Zach, yes, does include the sky. Does it come with toot sweets? Toot sweets. Uh, absolutely. They're in the glove box. <laughs> Crammed full. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Now, these off-road vehicles have been entirely too practical. I mean, they're they're really capable. Really, vehicles. Herbie and, and my sentient, bang my bang? sentient cars. Yes, and no, we need to have a car that is completely impractical, but you still want to drive it, Joel? Okay. Oh, Gregorian monks. I could have picked the Batmobile for any, any of these category. categories. Okay. But Joel, oh, which one? I was going to say all of them, but I did narrow it down. I want Tim Burton's mm-hmm. Batmobile. This is the one with uh, like a long, low, sleek. Uh, it's got a Chevrolet Impala chassis. No uh, rise wow. to it whatsoever. Uh, it's got, it's, it says it, uh, the back of the Batmobile represents the back of the Fiat Turbina, which was a gas turbine concept from the 1950s. It is 21 feet long, 8 feet wide, and about 4 feet high. This is a low-riding, fast-going, amazing car. It goes 0 to 60 in 3.7 seconds with a maximum top speed of 330 miles per hour when you use the jet booster and a jump distance of 7,270 feet, (laughs) 10,000 horsepower. This is awesome. Why is this impractical? Because what am I going to use that? <laughs> when am I going to be driving down the street and be like, oh, I need to take a left. I'm going to shoot out a grappling hook out the side mm-hmm. to grab the wall so I can take this corner mm-hmm. really fast. Yep. I, do, I do not remember. Can you take a passenger in this vehicle? Yes. Okay. Yes, he does take Vicky Bell in this That's one. Right. In, the, in the Batman one, which, by the way, the synopsis is Batman. And then you also have, of course, the the Browning machine, the M1919, did I say it? Browning machine guns hidden behind each fender. Uh-huh. You have uh, shin yes. breakers, oil slick dispensers, and smoke emitters. Yep. You, also, you don't need these in your normal life? No. You have a CD recorder. <laughs> Who's going to use that? Oh, like a CD burner for like PlayStation so. 1 games? And then there's the feature in Batman Returns, which I am sliding a little into Batman Returns because it's the same Batmobile. Yeah. But they call the Bat Missile when the two sides pop off so you can drive through a very tight. That was the money lead. shot, honestly. Oh, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Once again, but then can it keep driving? I don't know. How do you well, get those sides back? I think you don't. I think you have to just repair it in the shop after that. <laughs> He's uh, rich. I found out, by the way, Batmobile, the first appearance in Detective Comics number 27 back in 1939, but it was just an ordinary red car. Yeah. And it's never mobile. referred to by as the name mm-hmm. by the Batmobile. So it kind of doesn't count. The name Batmobile was not until Detective Comics number 48 in February 1941. They finally said, this is the Batmobile, but it had like a it bat had his face, face on the front. On the front of it. Yeah. yeah, it was a little weird. Uh, I really do think this car is so beautiful. Like I look at it and I'm just happy. I had toys of this car that I like put on my shelf and like post them around. Mm-hmm. Um, there were three Batmobiles uh, built for principal photography. Mm-hmm. One of which I want to add is owned by comedian Jeff Dunham. Of what? all people. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want a Batmobile, be a puppeteer. Or steal from Jeff Dunham. Hard, hard pass. You guys want to do a heist? We already did. We did. We took all the Batmobiles. Batmobiles. Yeah. <laughs> we stole them from Jeff Dunham and put them in Mount Rushmore. <laughs> anyway, the Batmobile in any form would be wonderful, but I'm going to choose the 1989 Batmobile as my completely impractical car, but I still want to drive it. All right, Joel, that's a great choice. Mm-hmm. But my choice is... <laughs> Wait a minute. You're not picking the Tumblr? Batman, the animated series oh. Batmobile. Oh, yeah. I guess I guess this driving thing. in a drawing dun, would be really dun, impractical. Dun, 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 this thing, and I agree, 
at 21 feet, the Batmobile is ridiculous. The turning radius is zero on yeah. that. This one is about 27 feet long. It's like the cockpit is at the very back of the car <laughs> because basically, I don't know what's in the hood. I don't know if it's the engine or if he keeps the bad guys in there. Right? Oh, probably, yeah. Because he never kills. He it's just stores Arkham them Asylum. in the Batmobile. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it is the longest vehicle. This has no height to it. So if I go on a speed bump, I'm high centered. Yep. Like, what if they have that little thing in the middle where, like, the little platform that pops up so you can turn 360 degrees? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. That takes like three minutes. How does Batman chase bad guys in this? Like, it must be on a freeway where they're just going straight because the car is incredible. Yeah. When it's like that. Just driving around Gotham. Both of these versions, they are armored. So at least you can drive through barriers. So you don't really need to turn at all. Just try not to kill people if you're Batman. Just like you said, Joel, it has uh, smoke and oil dispensers, wheel slasher hubs, missile racks, tear gas dispensers, ejection seats. This is so ridiculous. But man, would I love to drive an old school Batmobile. And I've always loved the animated series Mm -hmm. one. Because it, it really matches like the noir vibe art deco of everything. Yeah, Art Deco, yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. Even though it's so silly, why is there so much of a hood there? I don't get it. It's, it's a lot of engine, man. <laughs> it's a lot of engine. Yeah. Anyway, Zach, what do you got? Gentlemen. Bum, 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 oh. Is this forever? Bum, 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 yeah. This is forever. Oh, no, this is an impractical category, gentlemen. We're going completely impractical. My Batmobile does not have a canopy. That's my Batmobile, Batman and Robin. D- my Batmobile does not even have a second seat. No, mine is a 33-foot-long, tall-winged monster from Batman and Robin. Yeah. This oh. is the George Clooney Batman uh, <laughs> yeah, movie. Indeed. The George Clooney Wait, Batmobile. 33 feet 33 long? 33 feet long. <laughs> Six flame-shaped columns form a V-shaped output of 71 inches in length. That's the, the back is insane. This has a maximum speed of 230 miles an hour on the open road with a 350 mile an hour uh, top speed with the afterburner. And uh, it's powered by a Chevy 350 engine what? with, of That's course, it? the single uh, jet exhaust in the back, the, the Batmobile boat tail. This one's a little bougie. This one's super bougie. That's why I went with it because it's, it it's is also, the most Well, it's also got the cool lighting effect going on in it too, right? Cool. It well, does. As, well, a, it featured, as a teenage kid, it was yeah. cool. <laughs> it featured a design Merchandising. By, designed by Harold uh, Belker. He also did the Batman Forever Batmobile, but it featured light up wheels and engine panels. Yes. It, and <laughs> it's, it's, this was LED lighting on cars before yeah. LED lighting. Exactly. Apparently, wow. apparently this car, you think it's impractical, but apparently it actually is able to make a 90 degree turn due to the way that the wheels turn. If you remember in yeah, that movie, it's it looks sideways. sideways so he can dodge the That's missile. That's true. And parallel park. I've always wanted it, that. It can yeah. parallel park so easily um it is it's still 31 feet long it, but it's an aerodynamic design that's why the hood's so long here and uh, that insanely long fin on the back it helps you cut through the air or something <laughs> or something so do features of george clooney's bat suit that's <laughs> right through the air <laughs> those are not aerodynamic <laughs> And I love this here. This is from Wikipedia, the source of all knowledge and truth. It says, It is prominently featured in one scene in which, as Batman and Robin are in pursuit, Mr. Freeze shoots the underside of the car for several seconds with a freeze gun before the car crash lands. However, in the next scene in the Batcave, the Batmobile is sitting back on its pedestal, appearing in perfect condition. <laughs> Alfred's the, good. It was the undercarriage. Yeah. Yeah. I've had my undercarriage frozen. Yeah. <clears throat> what? 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 No. <clears throat> this one is the most ridiculous, least practical. You don't even look at it for a second and think that, oh, that's going to do something for right. you. No. It's literally just a rich guy in an, in an extravagant car. Uh-huh. It doesn't yeah. have the... There, the it doesn't use, have the class of the 89 version, Yeah, it doesn't right? have the class of the, like the art deco style of the 89 one, and even more so with the animated one. Right. It doesn't have the the brute strength of a tumbler no. or uh, Ben Affleck's um, the, yeah. the Batfleck mobile. Mm-hmm. 
Bad Flip Mobile. Uh, That's what it's called. (laughs) But I have to shout out. This one is is less practical. That's why I picked it. But I do also love the one in Batman Forever, mostly because of the toy. Yeah. Yeah. Switched between the boat and the plane. In my mind, that Batmobile also did that. But I realized in the movie, they're three separate vehicles. Mm -hmm. But really, we know. We know. We know. It's all three. Uh, So that's a little too practical. Way to go, Batman. (laughs) We love Batmobiles on Bacon Sale. As many of you may know, if you've been listening to Bacon Sale for a while, Joel and I are best friends and not Kent. Uh, but I want to know what car would double as your that best friend. Felt really <laughs> personal. There, there was a barb and then a left hook. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Ken, glad for you, you guys. You can start. Sorry oh, about that. Oh, you're saying because you guys have best friends, I now get to pick a best friend? You can pick a best friend, but it's a car. <laughs> Still feel hurt. You know? Sorry. And uh, look, uh, Sorry, Herbie is kind of a great choice for this That's one. such a good choice. But I'm going to go for the next gen Herbie, which is Bumblebee. From okay. the Transformers yeah. movies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Bumblebee, to me, is Herbie, but plays better music and speaks through memes, right? He because does, through the radio there. It's kind of like almost like talking to a friend exclusively in GIFs. Yes. What is Bumblebee? The Bumblebee is... Well, what's your Bumblebee? That sounds like a deep question. Yeah, like... Uh, so Bumblebee... Bumblebee tuna. Bumblebee, in, if you go by the movies, uh, it starts out as a Jeep, but uh, originally in the toys was a Volkswagen Beetle. A yellow... Yes. By the way, Joel, yellow... Yeah, that's they the color of Bumblebee. Gotta, oh, I know yeah. what Bumblebee looks like. <laughs> Yellow and sometimes black even. Yeah. Yeah. In the but it started as a Volkswagen Beetle, and they show that in the Bumblebee movie. But when you jump into the 2007 version, it starts off as a 1977 Chevrolet Camaro Z28. And I'm going to go through all these models. Then it quickly goes to a 2006 Camaro Concept. Then to, in the sequels to the SS, the 67, the GT9, and finally the ZL1. And these, Those are all Camaros. Yeah, the ZL1 is a little too flash. For me, but the speed is incredible. I agree. I, I, I really agree like too. the Camaro 67, I think is really great. And uh, I also like 2006 Camaro concept. But a Bumblebee cannot talk. Uh, Megatron took his voice box. And so he lost the ability to speak verbally, but he can still communicate through the radio. And it's sad how he keeps losing it every movie. Yeah. <laughs> he gets right? it and then he loses it. And, and then even when they kind of like reset the story, he yeah. still can't speak. Yeah. But much like Herbie, and that's why I think these two are kind of aligned. Uh, Herbie is the love bug. Bumblebee will help me get Megan Fox, right? Uh, <laughs> Bumblebee is the best wingman. You're saying you're gonna pick, you're gonna pick Bumblebee because he can help you get the girl. Yes, All Bumblebee right. for Sam Witwicky kicked him out of the car at the right time, played songs at the right slash wrong times, right? But at least to start conversations, mm-hmm. the best wingman and truly kind of funny to be around and can turn into a giant robot, which is pretty freaking cool. Bumblebee for the ZL1 can go 0 to 60 in 3.5 seconds, has 650 max available horsepower, and four available powertrains, which I'm assuming is a car part. Yes, I would assume the same thing. Zach, what do you got? Zach, are powertrains car parts? Well, uh, yes, kind of. No, it's a lot of car parts. Um, I can't yeah, decide. Obviously. I can't decide between two. Joel, you go first. Oh, okay. Wild card. Um, well, then I'm going to choose Mr. Feeney. Otherwise known as, <laughs> oh, there you go. I, Otherwise I, known as Kit from the Knight Rider. It, it's the right choice, but also he's condescending. No, the thing is, I think he put me in my place, which yeah. is fun. Mm-hmm. Like we just verbal, verbal sparring there in the car. Right. So if you don't know what Knight Rider is, uh, a lone crime fighter battles the forces of evil with the help of a virtually indestructible and artificially intelligent supercar. Yes, I'm going with another sentient car because <laughs> apparently I don't like to drive. I like the car to drive for me. Uh, You've got a type. This was on from 1982 to 1986, starred David Hasselhoff as Michael Knight. And then the voice of Mr. Feeney is William Daniels, Mm -hmm. who's also the voice of Kit, which stands for Knight Industries 2000. What's the backstory? How did Kit become Kit? 
Demon Possession? Yes, probably Blood Blood Oath. Oath again. Yes, no. This is actually technology. It was made by Knight Industries, and it's actually kit stands for Knight Industries 2000. It is a black, there's the color, mm-hmm. uh, 1982 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. So cool. They tried to reboot it uh, with a 2008-2009 uh, Ford Shelby GT 500KR. I much preferred that one. But that was not that was not kit. Kit no, is a Pontiac. It was not kit. Thing. I would rather have that car. The car was designed by the late Wilton Knight, a brilliant but eccentric billionaire who established the foundation for law and government, FLAG, they have so many acronyms <laughs> in this, as, as parent and its parent Knight Industries. So um, he was made uh, to be on the uh, a mainframe processor in Washington, D.C., but then they saw better use for him in fighting crime, and so they put him in a car. In one car? It's a supercomputer on wheels. But and it's guys, one car. It's not like a system. Kit has over 1,000 megabits of memory. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Uh, Is that like a PS2 memory card? <laughs> yeah, it's basically a floppy disk. Yeah. No, uh, but it, he, he can uh, learn, communicate, interact with humans. Mm-hmm. He's, he's capable of independent thought and action. He does have an ego that yeah, you can bruise, absolutely. and he's a little bit... He's humorous. Right. Uh, but things you can do with, with, with Kit as your best friend. He has a loudspeaker and can perform ventriloquism. He can communicate you two ways through your wristwatch. Uh, he has a, uh, then you have a, a homing beacon that I get a gold pendant that I wear around my neck mm-hmm. that has a homing beacon in it, which is pretty cool as well. Uh, he has accessories. He can monitor radio transmissions and telephone communications. He can trace calls. He can uh, break access codes. He can give me an EKG, you know, an ectocardiograph, just in case my heart's doing weird I'm things. I'm so disappointed in you. Why? No turbo teen. Well, wow. I, I think we retired Turbo Team. By talking about it once? I don't want a guy who turns into a car whenever he gets hot. That would be awkward <laughs> in the summer. It wrecks so many homes. Uh, oh, but also, also this, is the, this is the big kicker right here. Uh, by the way, he gets 65 miles to the gallon because he runs on a hydrogen fuel, but he can uh, do any combustible liquid. Wow. Really okay. good gas mileage. So that's great for my wallet. Kit yeah. is a Prius. He's a, oh, he's a pre-Prius. Pre-Prius? Yes. Hate that. But he also has an in-dash entertainment system that can play music and video and run various computer programs, including arcade games. Plus Kent. Pong. Plus Kent. What's yeah. the video app? You could play Pong on this. <laughs> all Plus, SD all in the case time. Of, in case you need to go on a date and you forgot your wallet, yeah. Kit can dispense money when you need it. Like an ATM. Kit's like an Apple Pay? He's like an ATM. He'll, he'll put out some cash and you have to find someone that will take cash. And then if wow. the date's not going well, he also has two front ejection seats. So well, you had to go there, but the can't. You had to go there once again. If the date does go well, he can tint the windshields and windows to become opaque. Oh, <laughs> oh, but Kit's there. Gross. A <laughs> little bit, a <laughs> little bit. But this isn't my best. This is my best friend. So it's you know, yeah, yeah. Friend, so. <laughs> it's your best friend. I choose Kit from Knight Rider. Other than Zach. I love that car. So it's it's a black car with a little Cylon back and forth yeah, red light on the front. That is cool. Which it's made. It was designed by the same guy who designed Cylons, I believe. But I really do think Kit was awesome back in the day. I'd love to have him as my best friend. Zach, does that help you pick yours? Not at all. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on, just a second. I'm literally going to decide. Is that my mom or is that? Was that on your it was my, it was an oh, oh, God, that was weird. That was like creepy. I'm like, oh, that's fine. There we go. By the way, we're at 47 minutes. How many are we in? Four? Uh, we have one, two, three, yeah, four, five left. Okay. So we're halfway through. We're having fun. Man, we always get the hour and a half shows. Gentlemen, do I do I have to drive my car, buddy? No. Mm, that doesn't Wait, do you want well. to drive your car, buddy? I would think. Isn't that a bonus? Like if it's yeah. Turbotine, don't. Okay, so it's not Lightning McQueen. You don't McQueen, want Mater, right? Lightning McQueen. 
Is, no, no, no. Don't choose him. Yeah. Because you can't get in him. Right. Because there's guts. Because there's guts inside. Like your yeah. eyeballs. If you haven't looked at, at the uh, an artist's rendering of the cross section of the car's car. not good. Don't. It's scary. In, in fact, cars exist in a time where humans are dead. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. If you look at the Pixar timeline, it's, it's insane stuff. Well, then fine. I'm going to go with um, one of the more beautiful cars ever made. This is a 1964 Lincoln Continental convertible. It's, it's, what color? It's This particular one is white with, I believe, a purple interior. Because I'm going with the Gadget Mobile, specifically from the live action 1999 <laughs> Matthew Broderick what? starring in Inspector uh, Gadget. There it is, uh, guys. Wait. Nope, there it is. That's the first time, time. <laughs> that's uh, first time it's ever mentioned on the show. That also, movie. I'm just going to put it out there. French Stewart's is better. Now. Yeah. No, this, Save it this for is our Inspector looking. Gadget show. <laughs> A security guard's dreams come true when he is selected to, to be transformed into cybernetic police officer. I never brought up this well, movie on the never show. Once. Never Never. This is a very customizable car, depending on this the situation. Is. This is, is, has all sorts of, you know, gadgets. This particular car was built by Dr. Brenda Bradford to assist Inspector Gadget in fighting crime. According to Brenda, Gadget Mobile is a he, mm-hmm. and he okay. is a heavily, a heavily modified Lincoln convertible, one of the more, more beautiful cars ever made. Um, it's got the, the suicide doors that open the other way. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always wanted one of these cars, and it's in a lot of movies. There's a Lincoln uh, in the, the Matrix. Uh, it, again, all sorts of movies, but... This particular one talks to you. He's D.L. Hewley. And, uh, so he's in sassy. the movie, he talks to you. Not yeah. the cartoon, though, right? Not in the cartoon. No, okay. in the cartoon, no, in the cartoon, it turns cartoon in, it's a van. Turns, turns into, into a, a van, yeah. and it looks like a, a Lotus Esprit. It yeah. does, yeah. Um, but I, I want... And it's silver. I want him to be like, good oh, no, morning, Riverton. Who's in the car? I work alone. Like, that whole thing okay. uh, that is just ingrained in my memory from watching that movie so much as a child. Why? I don't know Why? <laughs> I think I've got a really good handle on Zach's movie taste now. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. One of the most notable things that he does is when they're trying to chase a a criminal, he camouflages himself as a hedge and trips the criminal into the car, and then a little cage comes out and traps him. How useful is that? What are you using that for, Zach? Go fight crime. Do you want to chase people in the desert? Zach, we could make a crime fighting team. I could help. Well, Kent's getting girls. I could help Kent get girls. Yeah. Because I can lock him in the back. Love it. What? Wait, what? No, no, no don't no. love it. What did I say? No, what no. I agree to that? Family friendly. <laughs> no, this is a, it's a fun car. It's a beautiful car. And, uh, you know, I, I'm okay. He talks back yeah. and he helps. He, if I am trying to solve crime, he will help me. He'll figure out that the SI on the little piece of metal stands for Skolex Industries. I needed to know that information. What about That's Skrillex? a reference what from the movie. About? Wow. Okay. Okay. So this much is the Inspector most Gadget. we've ever talked about the live action Inspector Gadget. You next time, Gadget. Good next time. Next Except time. Except for it's, we all have to do it. Rupert Everett, <laughs> who is the Prince Charming in Shrek 2 uh-huh. in the movie. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Okay. We'll move on. Next, we're going to go on a family vacation. What is your family vacation car? The Monster Coach. Oh, nice. From the Monsters. A family of friendly monsters have misadventures, never quite understanding why people react to them so strangely. So the Monster Coach, to describe it, it looks like a haunted it's carriage. Like a yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a hearse, but what it actually is is three Ford Model T bodies, all kind of Frankenstein together. Frankenstein, literally Frankenstein together. This car is eighteen feet long. What, it's black. It is black. What makes it look so interesting is there there is the uh, driver in the passenger seat, and then there's like a, a cabin slash carriage right in the middle, which is kind of nice because that's shaded because otherwise the cars are convertible. But then there's the uh, bucket back seats. Mm-hmm. And I think this is best for a family vacation because, A, people like can sleep in the middle carriage if you want, 
Or if you want the kids to kind of leave you alone and just play on their iPads, they're sitting way behind you in this convertible. Mm -hmm. So you can't even hear them complain or anything. It's not super practical because 18 feet long, it doesn't have a lot of turning radius. But you Wait, kind of get long? 18 feet. That's like half of our Batmobiles. Yeah, no, true story. The engine was built on a 289 cubic inch Ford V8, built for a 1964 and a half, which is a thing. Mustang. Zach, is that a thing? 1964 and a half? Yes, that's the very first Mustang. Is that like the line? 64 and a half? It was released partway through the model year. Oh, okay. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. This goes zero to 60 in 10 seconds. And I just really like the fact that you can separate everything. Anyone can choose their own music based on whatever compartment I'm you're in. I've seen Dragula the whole time. Yeah. And there is Dragula, which becomes like a miniaturized version of that. Yeah. And it's, it's more of a roadster, which is pretty fun. Or it's literally sometimes just a motorcycle with a carriage on the back. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the Monster Coach, I think, would be a great family vehicle. Zach, what about you? I don't want to mention mine. Uh, I don't want to be made fun of, but I stand by the choice. It's uh, uh, Inspector Gadget, isn't it? <laughs> It's Inspector again. Gadget. It's it's the other gadget mobile. <laughs> There's another one. I know we're not doing honorable mentions, mm -hmm. but this didn't come from me. This did come from uh, Barbara Blake, who said that uh, his family vacation vehicle would be the bus from Speed. Because <laughs> oh, think about it. You want to make good time? You literally can't wait, go wait. slow. His family's in there. And it's going to blow up. Hey, kids, we're going to jump out now. <laughs> that bus doesn't make it. You're all going to have to like ride on a little dolly underneath the uh, bus. Is Blake okay? You want to make good time? It, okay. That's how to do it. Pop quiz. But then my wife brought up another bus, another iconic bus. Magic school bus? No, nah, well, I'll just read the description. You tell me if you know. World famous pop group, the Spice Girls, zip around London in their luxurious <laughs> double-decker tour bus, <laughs> Joel, having various adventures and performing for their fans. Zach, no one's seen this movie. I, you never um, seen Spice World? No, I have, but no one give, else has. Oh, I give me it. the custom double-decker bus from Spice World that the Spice Girls Stop get to tour right in. right now. I like Thank that you very much. much. That's, I mean, you need, to, you need to hang out with your girlfriends. You're in there. You got you got girlfriends. I'm trying to get one. You got couches and, but and if you want to be their lover, Ken, you got to get with their <laughs> friends. <laughs> you got to get with my friends. Well, you, you there's there's uh, places to lay down, places to put your shoes, treadmills to work out on. Yeah, you can do all sorts of hanging out. You can sing along with the girls. Uh, how fun is that? Oh, little carpool wow. karaoke. I like, James of, of, I like this pick of all the buses. Yeah, you can have the manager announcing to you everything that's going on. That it, on top of that. In real life, gentlemen, apparently, you can stay in the Spice World bus. It's now an Airbnb. Oh, <laughs> bake and sell. Bake and sell overseas trip. Absolutely. But here's my question. If you're taking your family on this trip, do the Spice Girls now still, are they contractually obligated to be in this bus? Like it's Victoria Beckham and Davey Beckham. Are they in this bus currently? <laughs> He's not a Spice Girl. Um, they could only get the uh, two of the five at any given time. Sporty and baby. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. Every once in a while, Ginger's like, I guess I'll be here for a couple Ginger days. never wants to be part of the band anymore, let's yeah, be honest. But yeah. Save our Spice Girl show. Uh, Posh one time. Ginger. <laughs> No, yes. That's the only time I'll ever say but that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, two of the five only at any given time. Okay. But yeah, I, when I found out, I was looking into it. Apparently, they put it up uh, as a, an Airbnb. I've totally been. I don't know how many people have actually stayed there, but you can actually go and it's, look online it's at pictures. Because it's like an RV, like you're actually on a trip right. and you can stay in it. I, I love that. I think yeah. you're going to live the most comfortably in this. I'm certain it handles terribly. It's a double-decker sure. you know, UK bus. And it's, <laughs> it's British, so it's going to break down a lot. The electrical system has issues, but I'm I'm gonna have a good old time in the Spice World bus. I want to join your family, <laughs> much more than Blake's family. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I I was gonna say you guys know I have a lot of kids. Yeah, 
And anything less than a bus probably wouldn't fit my entire family. Agreed. So I'm only going to have to take my favorites here <laughs> because I am going to take the Griswold Family Truckster. You think you hit it now. Wait till you drive it. Yeah. That's the slogan they use. This is from National Lampoon's Vacation. If you don't know the story of that, the Griswold Family Cross Country Drive to Wally World theme park proves to be much more arduous than they ever anticipated. And this stars Chevy Chase and Beverly Angelo, Randy Quaid, John Candy, Christy Brinkley, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, this, in the Ferrari. Yes, she yeah. is. Yes, a beautiful Ferrari. Uh, but this is a 1980... Well, it's based on a 1983 Ford LTD Country Squire station wagon. Now, if you don't know what it is, picture a box on wheels. Yeah. And it has metallic P green paint, (laughs) P-E-A green paint, uh, wood paneling decals, eight headlights, a grill area largely covered by bodywork with only two small openings to close close to the bumper, an oddly placed fuel filter door, and Mm -hmm. an airbag made from a trash can liner. This is made to look cartoony, right? This was an actual model. Well, the whole point of the movie is he goes there because he he wanted this this specific car. And he gets there and the car sells him kind of talks him into this other horrible the family car vehicle exactly that this other horrible car and while well, their car is getting demolished and it is an ugly car now why would i want to drive this this is actually a very practical reason because me driving this around and this, this has a, a bunch of station wagon seating it's got the seats that kind of face each other yeah in the back yeah it's kind of awkward but driving this around if if i were actually to drive this car around i know there would be fans of vacation out there who'd just be like it's the Griswold Family Truckster. Oh, yeah. And it would bring so many smiles to people's faces. In fact, I found a website where people have recreated this car and they take vacations around and like oh, talk so about good. their experience of people wanting to take pictures with them and, and, and freaking out because they get to see it. It's an ugly car, but I think it'd be so fun to drive. Any around. luggage up, up top? Yeah, you could strike, you could strike some bags mm-hmm. or your dead ant, sure. whatever you want to put up there. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. Joel, I'm so happy. This was my first choice and I was really hoping that oh, someone else would pick it. You gave yes. it up for Spice World. The Spice World. I, I was, I was really good. hoping you'd go Mystery Machine, and all seventy-two of your kids would ride up on the front seat. <laughs> but we'd have to solve mysteries, and we're already fighting crime. Oh, true, busy. true. You're right. Yeah, I like how we're gaining the personalities of these cars <laughs> as we drive them. <laughs> this is you have to use it for way. their intended purpose. This is now your job. <laughs> <laughs> well. Your job is now getaway driver. What is your getaway yes. car? Uh, Zach, you're starting us off on I'll this one. I'll start us off. Okay. I think in order to have a good getaway car, you have to have space for guys to jump in the back. So four doors is a requirement. There mm-hmm. are fast cars out there that maybe they don't have a back seat. Maybe it's not a very functional back seat. Sure. Get rid of all the Mustangs that I wanted to put on this list. You guys may or may not know, I'm a big fan of James Bond. Mm-hmm. A little bit. And the James Bond franchise in general. And I could have put a James Bond vehicle for any one of these. I still have waited this whole time to hear you pick a James right. Bond. You chose Fast and Furious before James Bond. Now is the time, okay. gentlemen. I'm going you chose to Inspector you... Gadget before James Bond. <laughs> when, when you think of James Bond, what kind of cars come to Aston mind? Aston Martin. This earlier. Aston yeah, yeah. Martin, of course. Definitely not that awkward time in the 90s when Pierce Brosnan was driving BMWs, but here we are, the BMW 750iL from Tomorrow Never Dies. All right. Uh, Your remote-controlled car. Tomorrow Never Dies, where James Bond sets out to stop a media mogul's plan to induce war between China and the UK in order to obtain exclusive global media coverage. It's one of the James Bond movies. This was when they were sponsored by BMW and did not actually drive Aston Martins for a very brief time. Mm -hmm. But this BMW 7 Series is an infinitely practical car Mm -hmm. because it is, as far as I can think... The only like proper James Bond car that has four doors. All right, yeah. And it's a seven series, so it's a large vehicle. Did he drive like a Land Rover in the last one? Yeah, yeah. I guess technically, but technically, that wasn't like issued from Q, right? Yeah. He, mm-hmm. Q always gives him a, like a two door. There's no Martin. gadgets involved there. 
At some point, he drives a, a 71 Mach 1, a, a Mustang. It's, it's terrible. Slower than a Mach 5. This has a 5.4 liter V12 engine, uh, 346 horsepower, top speed of 250 kilometers, oh. which is a certain amount of That's miles like 70 per hour. miles per hour, though. <laughs> right? <laughs> Metric zero, system. You love your zero to 60. It's 6.3 seconds, which uh, actually isn't that great. It's not that great. But the big feature with this one, I mean, obviously, it's got the usual accoutrement, right? It's got rockets and machine guns and ejector seats and oil sure. slick and all that. But this one is the one that you can control with your phone. This is the Tesla before there was Tesla. Mm-hmm. You can sit in the back seat all slunk down like James Bond, and you can draw right. on there, your Palm Pilot. And they're shooting <laughs> at you into the, the bulletproof glass. There's, this also controls the little tiny blade that pops up out of the hood uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> to, cut, to cut the wire at exactly the, the right it, height. It just happened to be the perfect height to cut that wire. Q knows right. what he's doing. Oh, it's so good. This is one of the more uh, featured cars, I think. It it. it has more of a personality than many of the cars. There are certainly yeah. a lot of car chases, but this one I think is the goofiest of the the James Bond car. Uh, maybe outside of the um, Mach One, Roger flippings. Moore era. Well, I mean the submarine uh, okay. Lotus was was good there. Yeah, too. but this one, um, it, it's all about like look at what the car can do in this car chase. All right, because he's driving it with his phone from the of back all seat. the Bond cars. Of that's all the, the Bond car back seat. That's the getaway car. Take it easy. Okay. So I want to introduce you guys to Remy Julien. He's a renowned French stunt driver who worked on The Italian Job. And he also worked on James Bond films. But I'm going to be talking about Condor Man. Don't get after Zach for Inspector Gadget. (laughs) When we retired Condor Man in season two of Bacon Cell. Kent, I think that Condor Man should be remade with you as the star. Why would you say that? Because this is about a cartoonist who becomes the superhero he always wanted to be. All his drawings, he's able to, I mean, to contact the CIA right. and come to life. Where do I sign? So uh, this is this movie came out in 1981. It says Michael Crawford, so Barbara Carrera, Oliver Reed. And I just want to set the scene for you. All okay? right. They're trying to get away uh, in Yugoslavia, I believe. And they're driving what they call this uh, old gypsy camper van. It's just kind of this old-looking car. And all of a sudden, all these bad guys come driving up in Porsche 935 Turbo Carreras. And they are the Prognovich, and they're there to kill them. And she's like, we'll never get away from this old truck. And he's like, watch this. And so he presses some buttons. The seats lower down, and all of a sudden they're in this dark compartment below the, below the giant van they're driving in, the camper van. And then he hits a button, and this yellow, this bright yellow sports car comes shooting out of the it's front. It's like a yellow Firebird. It has like, yeah, bright red it's Firebird a, It's on the a front. modified 1972 Nova Sterling sports car, yellow, okay. with a big drawing of a red condor and in the, the hood. And the spoiler is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So he comes flying out. They're flying down this mountain road, and then he has all these different things that the car can do with a very complicated series of button pushing. Like, it's like <laughs> A, 1, split... Uh, enter like there's a lot of that to it but he has rear Select laser start. machine guns from above the license from the license plate above the twin jets mm-hmm. he has uh flames that shoot out the back and lights the porsches on fire he the front of the car can become a ramp when one car is coming to when one porsche is coming towards him uh he puts up the ramp and then it flies over the car and lands on the, the porsche behind him so you're an inconspicuous car at some point but when yes. you really need to get away then I got the, the Condor Man I can car. Sit, as a kid, yeah. that was the coolest thing to me. Better than any James Bond we've ever seen. When it was one <laughs> car Man. disguised as another car. And it shot out the front. And then when they're all chasing him and they're not going to get away, sure. he drives off the end of a pier and these two uh, like uh, pontoons basically inflate on the side of the car <laughs> and it starts driving across the water. 
I thought Condor Man had the coolest car ever. I would love to have that as a getaway car for whatever I maybe need to get away from. Sounds great. I love it. Condor Man. Kent, what about you? This is where I'm finally using it. I'm choosing the Mach 5. Hey, go Speed Racer. And here's the thing. As soon as a cop sees the Mach 5, they'll be like, hey, that car's unmistakable. It was in that heist last week. (laughs) And then I'll probably be like, oh, no. And then I'll run away. But the thing is, I'll only ever use it for heists. And no one will ever catch me. What are you heisting? Actually, I'll tell you specifically because it comes from the skills the homing robot bird can do. It says it can carry small Egyptian statues. That's very specific. Very specific. So I'm going to be stealing those. You're going to resurrect Moon Knight? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to steal those. I have a ton of trunk space. And so I can fit people or small Egyptian statues. And (laughs) it has uh, four jacks that just pop up. They can be used as springs. Um, there is 5,000 horsepower distributed to all four wheels, rotary saws that like, this could be an off-road vehicle. This can cut through other cars. It can jump uh, over other cars. No one will ever catch me. Granted, everyone will notice me, but, uh, hopefully I'll just hide it in my base. And so I will you have be a fine. base now. Yeah. I'm, I'm speed is racer. That what, is that what you call your uh, garage? Listen, if we get the, <laughs> listen, where we record this podcast, it's my base. It's my base. You guys want to come to the base? Bacon base. Our next category is, I guess we should have mentioned it to this point. Like the DeLorean is a pretty big deal. From is the show future. brought to you by the DeLorean? It's, it's brought to you by. The I okay. don't. I didn't pick it for anything Neither. because it seemed a little obvious. Well, we had a category here that basically was like, we know the DeLorean's really cool. But it's what's another. What one? talk about something else? Which we had this as a category on our regular cars show with mm-hmm. the Crumps. This is the non-DeLorean time machine. What car? So we choose any movie or what, TV car. What movie right. car are you turning in? And if it goes 88 miles per hour, it'll, it'll go to the future. Okay. The Flex capacitor and everything. And this thing is last time it was practical cars, real life cars that yeah. we knew or loved. I picked a van. In this one, I went, you know what? You're not going to let me pick the DeLorean that I'm picking the Ectomobile from Ghostbusters. <laughs> you think, Why not? You think Can that's you? going 88 miles per hour? Eventually. Hmm. Downhill. What? <laughs> You're pushing it. Uh, so I mean, we talked about Ghostbusters extensively just mm-hmm. on the last episode, but it's Ghostbusters. But this car is a 1959 Cadillac Miller Meteor Sentinel limo style end loader combination car. Wow, that was a mouthful. Ambulance conversion. It's the Ecto-1. This is a, this is a kind of obnoxious looking white. There you go. There's the color. Mm-hmm. A white car with a big Ghostbusters logo on it. And then it has... Uh, like an ambulance's gurney in the rear, so yeah. you can put all the proton packs or snacks if you're going to the future. You know, sure. so you're gonna bring gushers to the future. Yes, the, the back of my ectomobile will be full of gushers. Can I come? Or ecto? Remember ecto cooler? Oh yeah, nothing but ecto cooler back there. Oh man. Uh, and then also they the have pies. gadgets mounted on the top, which never in the movies is really uh, addressed, but in right. the cartoon. It's a giant proton pack that mm-hmm. you can use against like giant ghosts. Originally, in the script, the the Ectomobile was going to be like able to travel through dimensions. So I went, okay, so it's already equipped for this. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was actually supposed to be a black car with purple and white strobe lights that gave the vehicle a purple aura. All right. But they said that's going to be hard to see on TV, on right. movies, so we're going to change it to a white car. But oh, I it's think, so iconic. When I think of iconic movie cars, the DeLorean is one of the first ones that come to mm-hmm. mind. Ectomobile is second. And so I went, you know what? Ectomobile. Let's get that time traveling. I love it. Best of both worlds. I really like it. Uh, Hannah Montana. Style. You're making one stop and you're stuck in time. <laughs> Probably. It'll break down. But I have all those gushers. So I'm good. <laughs> you're living the good life. Yeah. He died doing what he loved. Eating, eating gushers. gushers. <laughs> <laughs> love gushers. All right. For mine, I, just have, I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Does it come in black? 
What? What? They're oh, taking the tumbler. The tumbler? I'm taking the tumbler through time, baby. Double the tumbler from the it. Dark Knight. Yeah. Well, Batman Begins, that, okay. and then it, obviously throughout the series, yes. right? I was so fascinated that they tried to get away with this in the in Batman Begins, right? Remember, because we all know and love the Burton Batmobiles, and then you're like, it's an army vehicle, but somehow it just well, it obviously works for that franchise of the really Dark does. Knight, and it's just so intense, and it, it, it's a little more grounded which sounds so weird because yeah. it's just bulked up in every way but it's just it's reality it's this militant vehicle that's so cool which is specifically why i'm choosing it because when we did our regular car show i was like well what what, what if you go back in time and there's dinosaurs and no roads well the tumbler's gonna survive right yeah it has a vector controlled jet engine on the back for quick boosts or jumps has a stealth mode explosive mines are deployed from the rear it's heavily armored uh you can you have a bat pod in yep. the car, if which it, granted, it feels it like crashes. a cheat. It feels like a cheat to use the bat pod. The bat pod was a big surprise, though. A uh, big surprise. I love it. That was like the modern moment of when the Batmobile uh, lost the the fins and oh, went yeah. through the alley. That was that moment. Yeah, totally. So cool. The the Legolas elephant moment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Anyways, uh, and obviously rocket launchers, guns, and everything. Like this car has it all. Is it impractical in real life? Yes, but it actually still works as a car. It's 15 feet long. It weighs two and a half tons. Goes zero to sixty in five point six seconds. Max speed of one hundred sixty miles per hour, and yeah, the the tumbler really is one of those Mach five cars that I just want it eventually. I, I completely agree with that. Can't and yeah. then like if you get stuck, you can just that little rocket boost over the yeah over on the dinosaurs, roofs, you know, and then screaming Rachel, Rachel. <laughs> All right, Zach, your turn. I was trying to think of a car that because uh, what's one of Marty's biggest problems when he goes back in time is that if he was driving his to mom. The, well, there's that. Yeah. If he was driving his DeLorean around, people would be like, what on earth right. is this machine? Which is why I'm driving the Actimobile. They can. They thought <laughs> that it was from space. Right. So I wanted to get a, an older car that I would feel comfortable driving in. I honestly considered Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Ooh. But I thought that was just a little much. All right. But if you think about it, if you have an older car, you you have a, a wider range of time That's in which true. you can just drive the car you around. You see an older car driving around now, you're like, oh, cool, they got a yes. classic car. Yeah. But then you can go back in time and you can still drive it around in, depending on how old the car is. Flintstones. So naturally, I've picked Fred Flintstones. No, yeah. no I wouldn't want that car. But I would want a car from 1973's American Graffiti. A group of teenagers oh. in California's Central Valley spend one final night after their 1962 high school graduation cruising the strip with their buddies before they pursue their varying goals. This car's yellow. This is the yellow Deuce Coupe, the Ford Five Window you know Coupe. What you got. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> the Ford Five Window Coupe that uh, John Milner drives. Uh, Does she it's have four the- on the floor? <laughs> you like competition a clutch. Clutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Beach Boys song. Now, this pretty sure this one uh, is a Ford hot rod, but it has a Chevy engine in it, which makes me sad. But no, this. Uh, Do you know th- why I can't? I don't know why. Why would why would why, it make why him sad? sad? Yeah, <laughs> I don't. Are you okay? I, I don't. I don't exactly remember. I'll have to look that. Okay, up. but no, this. Uh, it, it's such a cool, iconic car because it, it's that classic hot rod. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, the, the they took prominence in the fifties by taking a nineteen thirty two uh, Ford. And really, it was thirty two, thirty three, and thirty four, but they just call them all thirty two Fords at this point, and uh, making it into this this modern vehicle, and it became the the signature statement of cool. Yeah, and in American Graffiti, honestly, a 
a movie that's kind of forgotten to time. Like, this is the first feature George Lucas directed movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it is a, a really good coming of age tale about one night as you're cruising the street in, in a bygone era. But uh, the car itself, iconic, super cool. Also shout out to Harrison Ford in his black Chevy um, who plays Bob Talfa. And uh, I've, I've seen this movie a bunch of times and uh, I love the car. It's beautiful. Every time. Yep. But I feel a lot like of good I, cars in that one, actually. A lot, a lot of good cars. Good there's cars. like the, the Gallon, of the era, yes. Gallon Thunderbird, and there's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. It makes you wonder if like people back then were driving up in Model T's being like, check out my classic car. Yeah. At this point, I mean, this is, this it was set in 62. This is a, a 32, you know, Ford. So it's a 30-year-old yeah, car. Very right? smart thinking. Yeah. But now, again, as a time machine, and I was talking about that, I set this up to be a time machine, and I can, it would look a little modern, again, because it was more of a, like a 50s car mm-hmm. they took the 32 ford and made it a 50s car but it's technically would still exist in the 30s but i don't want to go there i hear it was terrible around that time <laughs> <laughs> and velociraptors they can open the door too yeah, so yeah, be careful there we go, there we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that is entirely true also is it I don't, a soft top is it a convertible it's a hard top it's yeah a it is cool. it's, and again it's, it's safe from raptors it's yellow but uh i also don't want to mess with time too much the passenger capacity is not huge in this car all right not going to mess things up no gushers then mm. no, joel i'm coming with you there's plenty of room for gushers, gushers are going to mess anything up well it may kill a dinosaur now we're going to head off to prom give me your prom date car zach i'm sorry what i'm, I'm going to disappoint you with this pick and i didn't know i was going to disappoint you until until this episode. The only way you can disappoint me is by not picking me up for prom, Joel. Oh, wait. <laughs> you guys are best friends and prom dates? <laughs> We're going double. It's a group thing. Yeah. Dutch? Did, didn't you get the invite? No. Oops. Oh. Anyway. Uh, no, Zach. I'm sorry. I didn't know this was going to disappoint you because I didn't know this was a bad thing. Maybe we talked about it before. Yeah. I'm picking the blue BMW from GoldenEye. Wow. Yeah. Because... The, uh, the Z3. Yes. It's, yeah. a, it's a 1995 BMW Z3 uh, from the movie GoldenEye, which is uh, Pierce Brosnan's first James Bond film. And it is the first time 007 used a BMW in the franchise. Because mm-hmm. before that, it was you know Aston Martins and, and classy cars, except for Roger Moore, uh, whatever, whatever he drove. Yeah. Uh, but this one is honestly on screen for only for less than two minutes. And I think Joe Don Baker may drive it more than Bond does. Oh, yeah. Because he like hands it off to, to Joe Don Baker. What's his character's name? I don't even remember or care. Jack. Jack Wade. Not Felix Leiter. Uh, not Felix Leiter. And not the bad guy he was previously in a previous Jones Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Beside the point. Uh, but he like he hands it off to him. And James Bond hands it off to this other guy. And then he gets on a helicopter. And so it's barely in the movie. But I'll tell you what. It made an impression. It was on the movie poster. Like, I remember the blue BMW come down, and I thought it was one of the prettiest cars mm. I'd ever seen. In fact, this, this once again, Zach, I'm going to disappoint you and probably most of the listener who knows a thing or two about cars. I actually, this car, I loved maybe more than the Porsche Boxster that was also that light blue color. Yeah. But I thought they were both just beautiful, Jeez. pretty cars. Right. I loved both of them so much, but this one got the win on this one because it has... The Porsche uh, Boxster is like, if the Porsche made a Honda Civic, you're good. Okay. Good. <laughs> I like the Boxster. I did. That's thing is, I think the box is beautiful. Yeah, but uh, this uh, this car is uh, supposedly equipped with Stinger missiles, and it has a heads up display and a deployable parachute, which you know you need on a prom. Of date. course, yeah. Why not? It ha- it's left hand drive, which would really mess me up. Uh, you get used to it. But I found out in the research of this that this was the first of BMW's three film plan with Bond with the Bond franchise. It started with GoldenEye, it concluded with World Isn't Enough. But I didn't know this was a black eye. On the James Bond franchise. Because mm, it's not an Aston and it's not British. It's not. It is actually the first non-British production car to be featured in a Bond movie. So it was very controversial. And hopefully the reason. last. Uh, but yeah, 
So there you go. I, I picked... Uh, oh, this is one of the few cars issued by Q that does not get destroyed in the field. Yeah, because so that, that Joe Don Baker just is like, oh, well, I guess this is mine now. Bye. <laughs> and maybe maybe it's just because of pure aesthetics because it has that beautiful uh, kind of baby blue color to right. it. Yeah. And maybe it's because Isabella Skorupko, Natalia, Natalia, yeah, that she was in it. And somehow that connects me with thinking this is a beautiful car for beautiful people. But I think this would make a great prom date car. I, I agree with you, and I actually like this one uh, in, I, I can't remember which one it is. I think it was the, maybe one more film. Anyway, there was a, a follow-up to this car called the BMW Z8 that mm-hmm. is not nearly as good-looking, in my opinion. I think this is a really uh, a really cool car. So good choice, Joel. I approve as much as, why are we picking the BMWs? Anyway. Mine is built by Italian coach builder, Carrozzeria Touring Superleggera. That was Bless Spot you. on. And Joel, you're crazy because the correct choice is the 1963 Aston Martin DB5 from Goldfinger. This is the only choice. And we've seen many versions throughout I think, the Bond Ken, movies. I think you could pull this car off if your knees weren't in your face. <laughs> Are we saying it wouldn't fit? Zach, could I fit? Uh, could you? we fit? No. <gasps> no? No. You're too long. This isn't Mr. Bean's car, you're you guys. You're too long. I'm too wide. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and Joel is just right. Just right. <laughs> Joel, Joel would fit. Yeah, he'd be fine. Oh, I guess I'm a little sad. Under six feet, club. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Hot cars are made for short people, idiots. Uh, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is really short privilege, isn't it? It is a little bit. Wow, I'll never be able to drive a Miata. No, I'm a little not. sad about you this. You could fit a Miata in your pocket. But this is a very nice looking car. Yeah, it's beautiful, right? Wait, and wasn't this also Inspector? Is this the same car that was used in Inspector? This was. Zach, can you confirm that? This the, was at used the end of for. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. It's, it's in um, a couple of them. It's also in Casino Royale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I think. He it's might. not a car that flips that leads to the bad thing, no, right? That's a uh, what is that car that flips in Kissing Around when he almost runs over Vespa? Because I don't want to drive that. Oh, no, that. that's a DBS. Because then you end up in a chair. That's a newer one. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But this has turrets, a champagne cooler, a fax machine, Ooh. <laughs> a bulletproof shield, and ejector seat as well. Uh, the fax machine. I would have to use it while driving it on the date. Just, Just send like, her little notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who even has a fax machine anymore? Uh, it's so fancy, though, and obviously. I don't think I'd be able to drive it well because I couldn't fit, but I would drive it really slow just because I would not want to get a single scratch on this vehicle. It's just too pretty. And I feel like this is the only car, at least on my list, that has a dress code. It, yes. Granted, this is James Bond anyways, but it's this car is way too fancy. Yep. The jorts? Yep. <laughs> Can I wear my Heelys in there? Sure. Mm-mm, nope. Not safe. So yeah, uh, DB5. Zach, I'm, I'm a little ashamed you haven't mentioned this one yet. It felt too obvious. It Here I am. The most obvious. I'm super answer. mainstream for, for me. Yeah. For me. Yeah. What? I'm, I'm glad you mentioned. it. The kid just say he's mainstream. Super yeah, mainstream. He is, he's mainstream. I I am shocked. Specifically, you Joel did not mention this gorgeous car. This comes from a movie in which a high school wise guy is determined to have a day off from school, despite what the principal thinks of that. Oh yeah. Ferrari. This is the 1961 Ferrari 250 GT California replica, which they called the Moderna GT Spider California. Yes. It was a. It was not a, a real car. It was in fact a replica of uh, the 61 Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's the Ferrari from from Ferris Bueller, it, and that is a fantastic promo. Imagine you show up. Because here, what, what's the purpose of a prom car? What's Do you the have purpose a kiss of having for daddy? <laughs> <laughs> to be flashy, two weeks. To be to be impressive, right? Who do, you, who do you want to impress? Your date, your date, and your bros, and her the father, parents, and her father. Yes. Oh, okay. and I think that is, I mean, 
sure. Uh, uh, he's not going to look at some British car in, uh, in Aston Martin, you know, something fancy. Come along, and go, Well, I don't know if that's impressive, but he is going to look at one of these British vehicles that you've picked and say, "Wow, there's no way it's going to make it to prom, and it's certainly not going to make it back because the electrical system's going to short out." <laughs> but Rude? This, yeah, but this this uh, Ferrari. Which, you know, only slightly more reliable is made more reliable by the fact that it's not even that real. Uh, and it's just a, a chassis that they built and put a Ford engine into. It looks pretty, though. It looks wonderful. So, come on, a classic red Ferrari. I wanted to and go. And here's the so, thing. I, I know for a fact, Zach, that it can be you and your date in the front, and Kent can be hiding under the little cover in the back. Uh, there you go. I'm, I'm hiding? Your camera. Yes. Oh, <laughs> you are. Cameron. Oh, I am camera. Yeah. <laughs> Let my camera go. Uh, when they destroyed the car in the movie, mm-hmm. um, so it wasn't actually worth all that much money? No. 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 This is, oh, it, it wasn't actually. At no point were they actually driving a real they 61 spent, Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. They spent more money fixing impact. the windows that they broke through. They had to replace <sighs> all the windows in this guy's house. Stress every time. Yeah. Oh, I know. Such it, a that's like in yeah. 60 seconds when they crush Eleanor. It hurts yeah. my soul. Right. No, it's it's luckily, uh, when it comes to these rare cars, they're very rarely actually damaging them in the movie. For example, we, we mentioned Spectre, that, that Aston Martin gets blown up. Uh-huh. It's like a three-quarter miniature. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I actually saw it at a James Bond uh, museum exhibit. That once. is cool. It's pretty awesome. Nice. But uh, uh, I think that this is a beautiful car. Uh, honestly, red Ferraris in general. I mean, I could have gone with a Magnum PI Ferrari at this point. Mm-hmm. But I uh, just you, you can't mm-hmm. deny Ferraris. the classic looks of an older Ferrari. Even if this one isn't even real, it still looks super good. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. All right. Excellent choice. And our final category, we want to end on a positive note. So this <laughs> is the car you wouldn't drive even if you paid me. Yeah. Well, we're not going to drive it even if you paid me. I'm a sore loser, guys. It's just, it's just a fact. And that is why I'm choosing the Mutt Cuts van. From Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> it's a this good choice. Be, this yeah. may be the most crossover from a previous yeah, episode absolutely. to this episode. It's a really good choice. I hate this vehicle. Yeah. Uh, it has uh, tan carpet on the inside and outside. There's mm-hmm. no difference here. Granted, there's a ton of stuff you can fit in the back. This it's a is a van. wagon. Exactly. But it even has the leg that you lift for the gas tank, which I think is actually pretty funny. Pretty mm-hmm. clever. But everyone would be staring at you all of the time. Yep. And nobody wants to be noticed that much. Right. This is just I could see that uh, just uh, kind of a like a dated 90s memorabilia sort of thing to even have. This has got to be a museum. somewhere. This is kind of like if you're driving the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of looks that you would get while driving this thing. Yeah. It right. Glorious. It's kind of a celebrity. And but I think this one would be like, really? You bought that for for how much? It's like twelve thousand dollars. It's fine. Yeah. I made my own. It's just hideous. And so I would never want to drive a giant it. dog on wheels. Right. So I get it. And I it breaks it. down really easy as well. So. It, uh, it can catch air, though. <laughs> it sure can. Remember when it flies up and all the dogs fly? Man, nope, that movie's not funny. Not funny whatsoever. Oh, Zach, you laughed. I heard save you. Save it. Nope. I tried to only use uh, like franchise movies one time. Mm-hmm. So I, I really, my instinct, and I might catch a lot of hate for this, my instinct is to say Brian's Eclipse from the first Fast and Furious <gasps> movie because I wouldn't be caught dead in that car. It's just not for me. Okay. However. What color is it? green okay. a green one at the beginning <laughs> again yeah, there you go however this is also based on last week's show there's a car that in the beginning would be great and be awesome and i'd love to drive it but by the end no way would you ever see me in a 1967 plymouth gtx convertible featured in tommy boy ah yep. okay of course, on Tommy Boy, af- after his auto parts tycoon father dies, the overweight, underachieving son teams up with a snide accountant to try and save the family business. You know, it's a, it's a classic road trip movie where the car ends up getting completely destroyed. Yes. So what I'm thinking specifically is... Throughout the by, course of the movie. Throughout the course of the movie, you know, that once they have the, the, 
the door breaks off the the deer yep. totally the destroys the thing yep. pretty much at that point as flips up as they try to put it back together it just gets uglier and uglier <laughs> with cardboard and tarps and all sorts of nasty stuff so uh by the time that movie is over what they're driving up to in their sales calls no way would i ever even think about driving so now the, be- the beginning you'd be fine with oh it. the car as it is i mean it's it's a perfectly good car i'm not i'm not but it's kind of, of accident prone it's jinxed yeah i'm not much of a plymouth guy yeah but they're they're fine but that car is destined so for, not for so doom. much here at the front of the movie or here, <laughs> here. at the end of the movie but right, right here played yeah there you go joel this whole time, gentlemen, we've been talking about uh, car sentience mm-hmm. and how sentient this cars... Whole, we? 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 <laughs> okay. It's been, a, it's been a topic we've all been discussing. Uh, <laughs> Let me see. But how they're my buddies and I love them and they're wonderful. <laughs> but I, there I, is, I do have the gadget mobile. There is a sentient. dark side to this coin, gentlemen. Oh, and her no. name is Christine. I knew it. Ah, there we go. Christine! So, <laughs> Angel! <laughs> no, Christine is a Stephen King, uh, a, a movie based on a Stephen King novel. The synopsis is, A nerdish boy buys a strange car with an evil mind of its own, and his nature starts to change to reflect it. This came out in 1983. Stars a bunch of people you don't care about. and It's the, a killer car. It's a killer car. It is a classic red and white 1958 Plymouth Fury. It's a two-door hardtop that has a mind of its own and a jealous, possessive do, personality. Do you, what, what color is it? Red and white. Do you feel like once you get in this car, it's going to fall in love with you and kill everyone that is uh, getting in the way of you in the car? Pretty much. Okay. That and this movie sucks. Oh, I know you hate this I've movie. I've talked about this on, on the show before. Yeah. I hate this movie. It is a waste of time and space. But obviously, purposely, it's a pretty car. But they couldn't even car. get it right. In the radio ads promoting the film, they called it a 57 Fury. And it says 58 Fury in the book, but then that doesn't make any sense because 58 Furies only came well, in one color. Actually, Christine. There were details that were incorrect in the novel. Stephen King said it was this car was only available as a two-door coupe. The book described it as a four-door sedan. They also said it had an automatic a shift lever for an automatic transmission. But in real life, it was push-button controls. Stephen King didn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. This movie is awful, and I hate it, and I hate this car, and I hate that it would kill my friends. But more importantly, I just hate this movie. <laughs> 23 Wait, cars You were hate made this movie this more than the fact that it would murder your loved ones. I didn't say loved ones. I said friends. Oh, wait. Zach. Zach. I win. (laughs) Uh, Really, the only cool part about this movie is when the car gets all smashed up, but then it gets reconstructed. It it rebuilds itself. Mm -hmm. That is the only redeeming redeeming quality of that stupid movie because that part was cool. Uh, So, yes. This is the opposite of your car. Uh, What? What? Des? (gasps) Sorry. Sorry. Why would you do that to me? I know. Sorry, Tess. 15%. It's killing. Can't you're my friend now. No, I don't don't want to be your friend. Christine's going to murder you. Zach and I are back. Best friends? It's worth it. Mm. Hey, <laughs> oh, I was like, mm, is it worth it <laughs> for you to call me your best yeah. friend? So there you go, Christine. Fifteen percent of the budget of this movie was used on on cars. Yeah, yeah. The thing that I like about it though is uh, the sound of Christine mm-hmm. is. Think of me, think of me fondly. <laughs> the sound of Christine is a 1971 uh, Mustang 428 engine. So it's a confused I'm car. Pretty pretty happy that of how it sounds. Yeah, it's good for yeah. me. <laughs> So there you go. There is our list. <laughs> not random famous, whatsoever. No, not random. It's movies we've never talked about on Bacon Cell before. <laughs> but we have our list of uh, fictional cars that we know, that we love, that we hate. And we want to know what you think. Do you have a fictional car that you lo- know and love or hate that you want to talk about? Let us know on Facebook. Let us know on Instagram. Let us know on Twitter. Play along with us. We love hearing your submissions. Before we go, we want to thank some patrons in a couple of categories, including the I Am The Listener tier, which is Briggs Is Hot, Angela Plotz, 
Casey Cummings, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Andrew and the Cold and Dark, Sir and Madam Hicks, Jennifer Kilkowski, Taylor Sanderson, Rocky and Steph, Adam and Rachel Crump, Ryan and Marley, Dave Kelly, Lady Terry A. Finley, and Scott Sprague. And then we have the Bacon Council, which is Debbie Foster, Glocal and Daniel, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Johnny English the Brick, Star Wars expert Kyler, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Stephen Everyone's Favorite Ross, the one, the only Chris Anderson, Nicole D. Kale, and Beaker. Thank you, patrons. You are the chitty chitty to our bang bang. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel, or you can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at showtimeshowdown.com. If you want to connect with me on social media, bummer. But more importantly, make sure you're following <laughs> Bacon Sale. Go ahead and like that Facebook page and visit at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. And while you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself some bacon sale merch. We always love to see it. But take a picture, post it on social media. It's awesome. And if you like the show and you like what's going on here, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale where support starts at just $3 a month. You can get access to all sorts of behind the scenes content and the mostly weekly bacon bits that sometimes we do just to appease people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, good news, Joel. I just found out that Tess has become sentient. <gasps> Pioge Spinner. Jean-Claude Miserable. Oh, I love that you said that. Some of that's right, too. Yeah. Um, I believe it had a 351 crate motor. But, um, <laughs> well, yeah, okay, you got to have a crate motor. The motor that it's came in. It's not Cubit? It's a cubit. Yeah. That's cubit. in the Bible. I'm the ugly one here. You know you're not. You're beautiful. And you can chase people in the desert. Why are you chasing people <laughs> in the desert? No, I didn't say I will. I said you can. I don't know if it's the engine or if he keeps the bad guys in there. Oh, right? probably, yeah. Because he never kills. He it's just stores them in the Batmobile. <laughs> yes. Well, Joel and I are best friends and not Kent. I now get to pick a best friend? You can pick a best friend, but it's a car. Bumblebee will help me get Megan Fox. I don't want a guy who turns into a car whenever he gets hot. I could help Kent get girls. Yeah. Because I can lock him back. Love it. What? Wait, what? No, no. no don't no, love it. What did I say? No, what no. I agree to that. Family friendly. <laughs> and if you want to be their lover, Kent, you got to get with their friends. <laughs> and so I can fit people or small Egyptian statues. Probably it'll break down, <laughs> but I have all those gushers. He died doing what he loved, <laughs> eating gushers. <laughs> gushers are going to mess anything up, but may kill a dinosaur. The only way you can disappoint me is by not picking me up for prom, Joel. Aw, wait. <laughs> you guys are best friends and prom dates? <laughs> are You're you too guys? long. I'm too wide. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and Joel is just right. Just right. <laughs> Under six feet club. Uh, Hot cars are made for short people, uh, idiots. I'm jealous. I asked you a follow-up question. Was it right? We're still friends. Work talk. Always so fun. Work, Work talk. talk. I am Kent Dunn. <laughs>